This is Everyday Wellness, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve your health and wellness goals and provide practical strategies that you can use in your real life. And now, here is your host, nurse practitioner Cynthia Thurlow. I have to be honest, I'm so excited today to have Melanie Avalon. She's a SAG after actress author of What, When, Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting and Wine, host of the top iTunes podcast, the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, and the Intermittent Fasting Podcast with the amazing Jen Stevens, who's been on our podcast twice. She's also certified as a wine specialist by the WSET as a holistic nutritionist by the AFPA and a member of Mensa. I got to hear all about this. She's also developed a top iTunes app food sense guide to help those with food sensitivity and currently runs three rapidly growing Facebook groups. Welcome, Melanie. This is really exciting for me because we became friends last year when I was on your podcast and have stayed in touch since then. I know. I'm so excited to be here. I'm I mean, I talk to you, I realize like almost every day I feel. (laughs) So this is like really exciting to be, to see you first of all, and then to talk about all the things I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And it's really nice for the listeners to understand, like Melanie is someone that I look to for podcasting advice and has really, you know, served much as Jen has as well as being, you know, one of these powerhouse women in the intermittent fasting space. And I always believe in bringing on, you know, the people that are really changing the face of the health and wellness industry. And for full disclosure, as Melanie already alluded to, we talk with some great frequency. So it's really nice to bring on someone I count as a friend, but also to talk about some of the things that you really excel at. You know, I would imagine that most of the listeners are familiar with the term biohacking, but I would love for you to kind of talk about what biohacking means to you the concept of hormetic stress, you know, we are doing a biohacking block in the month of April. So we'll have you and the co-creator of Lumen. We're going to have Seam Lad on. So we have a lot of people that I consider to be really kind of cutting edge in that space. So when you're thinking about biohacking, when you're talking about it, what does that represent for you? And how can the listeners start to kind of get their toes wet? They may already be doing some of these things, but what does that terminology mean to you? Sure. So that's a really great question. And it's funny. So the word biohacking, because I think semantics and language is very important in communicating and people will get into debates about what biohacking is. And people will get into debates about, should you even be doing biohacking? But basically what biohacking is the way I see it is the different like modalities that you can do. I think it's more things that we would not be able to do in our everyday life. So supplements, gadgets, things that like you wouldn't be able to do if you just were living your life, you know, as a normal person to upgrade your health, your performance, your experience of the world. The reason I clarified about that is some people will say things like intermittent fasting is biohacking. And I don't really think like that is biohacking. (laughs) So I think it's more a lot of like gadgets. So, you know, maybe like different things we can wear for stress, like the Mm -hmm. Apollo neuro wearables that monitor your body's, your temperature and your sleep, like aura ring, like a continuous glucose monitor, even where you're monitoring your blood sugar, something I'm doing right now, which I realized while you're talking in the intro, I'm used to audio only. So I was like drinking water. So I'm drinking deuterium depleted water, which is like a whole biohacking tangents, very specific type of water, red light therapy, wearing glasses to affect the different wavelengths of light that you see. Yeah. So that's what I think biohacking is like the things you would not normally be able to do that you could do to enhance your health, performance, happiness. Well, I think, you know, in 2020, we certainly had a time in most of our lives where we didn't have a control over everything or we had control over very little. And I feel like in many, many ways that there's been a resurgence or an interest in people being able to control what they can. So let's kind of walk through what you consider to be the more mild or more benign biohacking devices all the way to the really intricate ones. And Melanie's had the opportunity to interview a lot of these people with these devices. And so I encourage you to check out her podcast because she has really dove into the science. And one of the things I want to mention and you know, I'm someone that trained at a big research institution around a lot of very cerebral people. Melanie does not have 
medical training and yet is able to grasp like some pretty heavy duty concepts. If there are times I'll listen to a podcast where I'm like, wow, I need to go dive into that. That's so exciting. So I want to just say, I really admire your intellectual pursuit of, you know, ensuring that you really fully understand the technology or the people that you're interacting with. Cause I think much like anything, there are podcasts that are out there where it's all very surface, but it all has a time and a place. But I really respect the fact that you make an enormous effort to really understand concepts and the science behind a lot of the terminology and tech that you bring on the podcast. So from your perspective, what are the more benign things? I think about like blue light blocking glasses, but maybe talking a little bit, what do these things actually do? People hear me talk about them a lot, but I think they always enjoy hearing another person's opinion as well. Sure. And first of all, thank you so much for all the kind words. Just kind of like you, I'm just so grateful and honored to have like, cause I have, like you just said, my own show. It's so wonderful to read all of these books and learn all the science and then get to ask the questions you have of the author. It's just the most amazing thing. So I'm really, really enjoying it. And I'm sure you do as well with all of the amazing people you interview. So the spectrum of biohacking. Yeah. I think I would start actually with what you said. And it's probably, if I look back, blue light blocking glasses were probably the first biohacking thing I did. And there's something that I started doing them. I mean, I don't even know how long ago, six or seven years ago. And I never stopped. Like they are a non-negotiable and it's basically because our light exposure, it determines so many things in our health. I mean, so many things, our energy, our stress, our sleep, and our, we are accustomed to as a evolutionary species, we would have been sleeping when it was dark. We would have been getting up with the light. We would have been outdoors and natural light. And those different wavelengths of light really determine our circadian rhythm of our entire body. Now it's just all crazy. We're in artificial light all the time, which is really high in the blue spectrum. And it's almost 24 seven. We keep the lights on until we go to bed. And then when we go to bed, it might not even be that dark. And so that blue light of the spectrum that I mentioned, it's what you think of when you think, you know, bright white light during the day. It's also from computer screens, electronics, and it's very stimulating. So it keeps us alert, which is a good thing. That's the good thing about it. But (laughs) beyond that, especially in our modern world with all of the chronic stress, being exposed to that blue light all the time is linked to anxiety. It's linked to insomnia. I mean, just all forms of stress. I mean, it's actually literally detrimental to our actual eyeballs. So mitigating that can be huge for stress levels. For sleep, for me, it's so huge. There are a myriad of different types of blue light blocking glasses. So I've used different brands before. I've used True Dark. I currently wear a lot of blue blocks, Mm -hmm. but what people, it can be a little bit, I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but there are usually three different types of blue light blocking glasses. So they're ones that are completely clear and they block some blue light. You wear them while looking at the computer, which Mm -hmm. I could be wearing them right now, but I'm still in the, I don't recommend wearing them all day unless you're literally staring at a computer all day. Then there's ones that are sort of yellow tinged and those block a little bit more blue light, but not all of the blue light. I put those on normally like when the sun is going down and then I leave them on for the rest of the night until right before bed. When I put on the ones people might think of the most. And those are the ones that are like, they look red and they block all blue. Well, depending on the brand, that's why I really stand by blue blocks. They block all blue light and it is shocking. I remember the first time still that I put them on, you put them on and the significance of all of this is blue light actually stops melatonin production and melatonin is the hormone that tells our brain to wind down. Mm -hmm. So when we have on normal lights after sunset, normally our bodies would be producing melatonin, telling our bodies to get ready for sleep. And then we would go to sleep. But when we see light indoors at night stops the melatonin, it can push back our natural sleep cycle add to that insomnia, add to feeling drained in the morning. I just interviewed Annie Mant, who's the founder of Blue Blocks. And he actually said that if you look at some blue light at night, it stops melatonin production for 30 minutes, which is upsetting. (laughs) So I put on the red ones right before bed and, or probably like 
an hour or so before bed. And it's just a game changer for me for sleep. I mean, I actually instantly feel tired when I put them on because they send that signal to your body. It's really incredible because I'm at the stage of life and I would imagine, I would say my N of a couple thousand of women that are middle-aged, everyone starts to struggle with sleep as our ovaries are producing less progesterone. And it can be a little bit more challenging falling asleep as you head into perimenopause. And so for me, my whole family makes fun of me, but I wear my blue blockers as soon as it gets dusk out. And even if I'm working at my computer and I'm not even on my computer, if I'm just sitting at my desk at night, my family thinks it's bananas. I won't have any light. I'll have like one light on that's in the far corner of the room, but I don't want to have all this. I don't want to be bathed in light at that time of night. And for me, it makes an enormous difference. So if you're listening in some of the brands that Melanie is mentioning, I also have used Swanwick, which is a pretty reasonable price point. Although Dave Asprey, when I interviewed with him, told me I needed to get the blue blockers. The first thing he said, he was like, that's good, but it could be better. And my children, because they're teenagers and they don't necessarily take care of everything, have UVEX, which at least I feel like that's a monochrome better than nothing. Because we have a whole generation of kids that are growing up just inundated by electronics. But I just wanted to interject that. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, definitely want to be thinking about blue blocking options. And I'm sure, you know, there's a wide variety of companies that manufacture these glasses. And if you want like really cheap, inexpensive, want to just see how it works, UVX is like 10 bucks. I would say everyone can afford UVX, but obviously there are better options out there. UVX is actually the first ones that I bought. Well, no, I bought TrueDark and I bought UVX like way, way back in the day. So, and I actually also in the light world, while we're talking about that, you're mentioning having the light, you know, just like a little bit of light in the room. I actually, I use red light therapy devices, the Juve brand. I'm looking at mine right now. And I light my apartment with that at night, which um, on Instagram, if you follow Melanie on Instagram, yeah, you'll see the red, very light. red, yes, I love a lot of red, a lot of red going on. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I forgot to mention because on the other side of the spectrum, red light is the type of light naturally found in the rising and setting sun. So it's the wavelength of light we would be exposed to more, even like in firelight. So Mm -hmm. we would have been getting the red spectrum. So love red light. There's a lot of options for, you know, red light therapies. And I feel like people go back and forth about red light therapies and, you know, which brands are better and, you know, do you have to be bathed in red light all day long? Do you feel like it's more advantageous to be bathed in red light after the sun sets or are there benefits from using red light therapy throughout the day? Well, first of all, speaking to people debating about brands and things like that, the studies are really interesting in that, so that the spectrum of red light and near infrared light, because these devices often do too. So red and near infrared, you can't see near infrared light. It's invisible. You can see red. They're similar on the spectrum for like their wavelength, but they're not the same. If you look at the graph of the effective therapeutic dose, it's a very, very narrow range. So it's really important to get devices that are tested to make that exact range that you need for all of the benefits. That's why I do love Juve because I have seen the research and everything. Okay. So the question was a red versus near infrared or like using it for just red versus all the other things. Right. Or, you know, just getting differing opinions about when during the day is most Mm. advantageous to get that exposure. Yeah. So the red light that you can see the primary benefits for it are everything that we already talked about. So the aligning your circadian rhythm, mimicking rising and setting sun, mimicking firelight. So a normal person would probably want to use it then I think in the morning and evening. So when you would naturally be getting that red light spectrum, I actually keep my, except for when I'm recording a podcast, so it's not on right now because the one I have is a little bit loud or the fan would, you would hear it. I actually keep mine on 24 seven, like one of my devices, because it makes me, I feel like the red sort of counteracts all of the blue Mm -hmm. and it helps my mood so much. So I do have one on 24 seven. And when it's during the day, it doesn't like flood the room with Mm -hmm. red light. It just kind of adds a nice glow. As far as near infrared, that's the invisible spectrum, which like the Juve devices, for example, also have near infrared. That is for more targeted treatment of physical health issues. So it can reduce inflammation. It's really good for skin. 
it's muscle recovery. They've done a lot. I was just reading the studies actually yesterday on how to best use to support muscle recovery and actually pre-treating your muscles with it. I thought, I always thought it was like right after exercise, That's what I thought. but yeah, but I was reading like a lot of reviews and it seems really therapeutic to do it for about like 10 minutes before intense muscle training, or alternatively, some people do do it right after training, but it can support muscle growth and recovery. It actually changes the way or supports the way our cells have mitochondria, mm-hmm. which are the powerhouse part of the cell that create energy. And the near infrared light actually modulates how they create energy. That's why it can seemingly do almost like it'll get touted as like, oh, it can fix your skin and help your muscles and recovery and mood. And it's like, how can it do all those things? But it's because it's helping your cells function better. Mm -hmm. So yes. And as far as like the timing and when to do it, I would suggest doing like 10 minute sessions on any given body part during the day. I think like the Jude device, for example, only goes up to 20 minutes for a session and they just released. And this is a question I also get is, are you supposed to wear protective eyewear with it? Which I had never, like I was not doing because the old Jude devices didn't say that you need to do that, but they have new devices that are stronger and they actually do recommend that. Interesting. So I think it's really interesting because we're in the process of building a house and my husband, I've kind of got him into doing cryotherapy. I know we're going to touch on the cold Mm. therapies shortly and doing infrared sauna. And so we've been doing, because I hate being cold. And so it means I just have to do cold therapy, like without question, you know, he normally does like jujitsu and Krav Maga and all these like very active things until he got COVID. And that's a whole separate discussion that we won't dive down that rabbit hole. But so we've been doing, you know, cryotherapy and infrared sauna. And so in this new home, we are going to plan on having an infrared sauna. So I feel like I'm knee deep in trying to determine what makes the most sense because in the part of the state we're moving to, no one has basements. And so in Washington, DC, we're very spoiled and everyone has basements. And so you've got an extra thousand square feet of home. Most people do. And so I was like, Oh, we'll just put in the basement. We can't do that now. So trying to kind of determine, figure out which one has the lowest amount of EMF that comes off of the infrared sauna. And I, you may already know the answer to this, but it's, so we're, I'm kind of knee deep in that kind of data collection mode to try to determine what makes the most sense. If we are going to have one in our home, where can we put it? And where are my kids not going to mess around with it? Cause I was trying to explain to them, of course you could use it, but it's not a toy. Yeah. I love infrared sauna and a question just really quickly. Cause a lot of people get confused between near infrared light therapy that we just talked about and infrared sauna. Like that might be like the number one question I get about light (laughs) therapy or infrared and infrared saunas. Well, they can use all the different spectrums, but the main one they use is the far infrared Mm -hmm. and that light spectrum is what actually heats your cells up in your body from the inside out. So in an infrared sauna, it allows you the ability to reach a high body temperature without necessarily feeling like it because a traditional Mm -hmm. heat sauna, the way you get hot is the air is hot. It heats your skin and then it goes deeper into your body. So you have to get really hot to feel hot compared to infrared sauna. It's sort of like, it's like how you can have a fever and not feel that hot. I mean, you might feel hot, but you don't, it's possible to have a fever and not feel that hot. So a infrared sauna kind of gives your body an artificial fever in a way because you get all the healing benefits and all the mechanisms that, that go with that, which I can talk about if you like, but first your question about EMFs and which one to do, Mm -hmm. I did so much research. And after my research, I only felt good about two brands, which was clear light and sunlighten. And I ended up going with sunlighten. And so that's great for people like me in apartments because you lay down inside of it. It also folds up if you want. They have it at a lot of spas. So I had tried it already and I knew that I loved it, but they had testing on EMF when I was researching. They actually just retested all of their devices by like the main third party EMF tester auditor and everything was very, very low, but it sounds like you're probably going for like a cabin unit in your house. I decided that that would probably make the most sense. And that's why I keep going back and forth. Where am I going to put it? You know, we have a third floor and I'm like, it may go up there. And of course the kids think that's their man space. And I'm like, let me explain something to you. 
you live in our house. (laughs) This is not just your space, but trying to explain to them that that makes the most sense. I don't want it to be in my bedroom. Um, Oh yeah. I would not. Yeah. I'm like, we would need to put it somewhere else and I don't think it'll fit anywhere else. So that's like the working thought process at this point. You're going to love it though, when you do get it and decide where to put it. I'm so jealous. I can't wait until one day if I have a house getting, I mean, I love the unit I have, but it would be nice to be able to walk into a, like sit in a cabin unit, especially with like with somebody because they have, you know, two person, three person, four person. That's what we've been like. Our thing is, you know, we'll go to like a solid core class and my husband and I on Saturdays, we'll go do cryotherapy and then we'll do infrared sauna. And you probably are going to tell me I should be doing it the opposite. But for me, I end up warming up in the sauna because I freeze in the cryotherapy and then I kind of walk myself over to the infrared sauna. So let's, so you do that. I get cold first, cold and then, and then I honestly don't think it's a huge deal either way. I'm oh, trying to think what, what I do. Well, because the, people debate it and then, or people will do like back and forth and back. See, if you can do back and forth and back and forth, then it says to me, maybe the order doesn't. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi Optimizers. Masszymes is a full spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. With five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today risk free. They have a 365 day full money back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. 
really even matter. It makes me feel reassured because I thought for sure, if anyone was going to tell me that I was doing it the wrong way or that there was a more advantageous way to do it, I was like, Melanie for sure is steeped in the research. And so (laughs) she would know. Let's pivot and talk about my love-hate relationship with cold hormesis and cold (laughs) therapies. And I'll be completely honest. I hate being cold. I really don't like being cold, which is why I feel like I need to do more cold therapies and really focus on getting a little uncomfortable because that's really the basis for all this hormesis or these, you know, a little bit of stress that it's always this fine-tuned balance between a little bit of stress and not too much. Even for me, you know, during COVID walking outside in the cold weather when it's, you know, 20 degrees where we are and I'm like, put a hat on, put a jacket on, put your big girl pants on, go walk your dogs for an hour. It's really good for them. They love it, but it's also good for me not to be warm, you know, not to be warm (laughs) all the time. You know, this comfort level that we have gotten conditioned into kind of embracing all the time, whether it's, you know, just being in bathed in blue light all day long, you know, snacking all day long, never getting cold, never getting hot because it makes us uncomfortable. And and isn't that the purpose of life is to challenge ourselves, right? Yes. So I'm really grateful that I love being cold. So that's how you and I are actually really different. I just feel like, like, it doesn't matter if I, how I feel, like if I'm not feeling completely energetic or if I'm feeling like puffy or inflamed or brain fog, if I go in like a freezing cold room, I mean, that's just gone. I think intuitively I always sense that, but now I know all of the science behind it and it really makes sense. Did you interview one? I did. Yeah. That was, uh, it's like riding a bucking Bronco. You don't know what's coming, but there's like so much incredible positivity and enthusiasm and absolutely one of the most enjoyable conversations I've ever had, but it's like riding a bucking Bronco. You just don't know what's coming. I know (laughs) we're talking about Wim Hof. I think that is the most inspiring conversation I think I've ever had like in my entire life. Yeah, (laughs) He is just crazy. He's so inspiring. You walk away after talking to him and you're like, wow, I'm inspired. Well, did I tell you that midway through our conversation, he was really, I got him talking about his family and he got so excited that he disconnected his Wi-Fi. And so I was just sitting there and I was like, is he coming back? I'm like, swim off. I can't leave. And so I guess someone came and hooked him back up and then he popped up again, like 15 minutes later. And he was like, where were we? I was like, he's hilarious. And he's just amazing. Joyful, happy, inspiring, as you said, individual. Yeah. So his thing for listeners that are not familiar is cold. Well, it's three things. It's cold exposure, breathing, and he has a like a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. So the Wim Hof method is those three things. And I really recommend his book. It's really short. It's easy to read. It covers everything. So the Wim Hof method. It's what the book is called. In any case, so the cold, the reason or what the cold is doing is it does well, it does a lot of things. It basic, well, I guess we should, we talk about what you asked me about way in the beginning and again now, which was the hormetic stress. Mm -hmm. So what is that? It's basically the idea that when our bodies are exposed to stress, so our bodies are made to deal with stress. Like Mm -hmm. as a species, we've experienced things like cold and hunger and, you know, exercise and these all create stresses on our body. So our bodies are adapted to recover from them. And when we recover from these physical stresses, it actually makes, or the stress actually encourages our body to make genetic adaptations so that we can better deal with stress in the future so that we can recover from that stress and then deal better with stress in the future. So things, that is what hormetic stress is. It's a level of stress where we adapt and grow stronger. Mm Today, the problem with stress today is that mental stress, like we perceive things happening to us that are not actually happening. Like it's so interesting to think about people, especially if you have anxiety or depression or panic or anything like that. If you're stressed about something, you could be sitting in a room, like nothing is happening to you. You are completely fine. Like you are safe. And if you have anxiety or stress, you can be completely freaking out inside. And I just find that, so that dichotomy is just really interesting to think about. And so when we are living in that chronically stressed state all the time, our bodies never, it is really hard to recover from that because it's just constantly tearing us down and we're not building up from it. But that said, on the physical side of stressors, so on the one hand, we have way too much mental stress, but we actually have way less physical stress. We tend to eat a lot, 
(laughs) eat throughout the day. We tend to like be sedentary sitting. And then when temperature control, everything's coming full circle. We tend to live in air conditioned environments where we keep the temperature exactly the way we like it. And we don't experience those extremes of heat and cold and cold can do really amazing things. It activates sirtuins in our body, which those are basically, they're like genetic messengers that go out and fix things. When there's damage done, they go and they're like in charge of taking care of everything. And if you're really interested in this, I really recommend David Sinclair's book, Lifespan. It is actually my favorite book in the genre. Like I think about that a lot, like what is my favorite book? And that is it. So cold activates sirtuins. One of the amazing things it can do for people concerned with body composition is it activates a certain type of fat on our bodies called brown fat, brown adipose tissue. So basically the majority of our fat is white adipose tissue, Mm -hmm. white fat, and it's a storage form of fat. It's what we think of with fat. (laughs) It stores energy. It can be hard to burn, especially if our bodies are not hormonally wanting to burn that fat. Brown fat is actually a different type of fat that its purpose is to keep you warm. So it actually creates heat and it burns calories. So when you are really cold and you're shivering, the shivering is not the brown fat. The shivering is actually trying to warm up by physically moving. So Mm -hmm. on the other side of shivering, you'll notice, especially if you haven't been doing cold exposure, that when you start doing it, you shiver more in the beginning, and then you start shivering less and less. That's because your body starts creating more brown fat. And that brown fat actually burns energy, helps you burn other fat. It's linked to a myriad of health issues, of health improvements. Like you want brown fat. And we have a lot of it when we're born, like when we're babies, but then we lose a lot of it. And it actually activates really fast. Like they do studies where they put people's hands in cold water and the brown fat, because we have a lot of it around our collarbone area. It actually, within 10 minutes, the white fat there can start turning, but they call it like beijing. It actually can start turning brown. So my favorite way to do cold exposure, you mentioned cryotherapy. That's like the cryotherapy is like, okay, when it comes to biohacking, cryotherapy is like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like the biohack. I've actually only done it once, but you do it a lot. Yeah. Well, I got my husband into doing it first. So everyone, the listeners know this. So my husband is an engineer and he's an MBA guy and he's a big finance geek. So for him, and he's going to listen to this podcast. So he'll hear this loud and clear. He tends to be the one, like when I have these extraneous expenses, he's like, I don't understand that. So it's like, (laughs) I'm just going to get him obsessed with it and then he'll love it. And so now he loves it. And so we do it together. And it's just one of those things we can do together. But, you know, for me, it's absolutely one of those things. Like I have this love hate relationship. I don't love being cold, but I will do that. And I'm happy when I'm in there and it's not a lot of time commitment and then it's over with. And so I just say, okay, that's like, it's important to challenge your body. Much like my house is really cold when I sleep. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. part of like where I am chronologically, but I like being cold when I sleep. And so my kids were remarking to a family member, oh my God, my mom likes the house to be really, really cold at night. And I was like, we all sleep better. And that's so important. Like sleep is so important. I know that's another biohack piece, but that's my roundabout way of answering your question that, yeah, like we definitely enjoy it and definitely prioritize it for sure. How long do you go in for? Cause I, like I said, I've only done it once. Yeah. I, three minutes. I'm up to three minutes. You're up to three minutes. Okay. Wow. Minutes. And then, but what's funny is my husband will do these little videos of watching me you know, dance in the cryo tank. Cause that's just, if I keep myself moving, I tend not to think about how cold I am. So each time you do it, you're not nearly as cold as you were the last time. I mean, that's the beneficial stress piece, but I'm curious what, so you've done it. Yeah. It's funny. So there's actually a, like, I think two cryotherapy places very near to me. And I was about to go because I moved back to Atlanta a year and a half or two years ago. I was like about to go set up and get the membership and then COVID happened. And so I don't know if they're open again right now, but I had gone in LA. I'm really, and for listeners, I guess we didn't define what it is. It's this tank that you go in tank. Well, sort of like a tank that you stand in contraption thing. And it go, what temperature does it go down to? Oh, I think 225. If I were negative, negative 225. I mean, it's definitively, I mean, you see (laughs) very cold and they give you gloves and they give you socks. And I always wear my hat, which will probably make you laugh, but that makes me feel better. I'm like, okay, the only thing that's covered because you're naked in the tank is you have your hands covered your feet. And then I wear my hat. 
Yeah. So it's, well, I'm very impressed that you do three minutes. Cause like I said, <laughs> I did it once and it, I think I did whatever it was the starting one, which is like probably 40 minutes. seconds or a minute. I think it was like a minute or something. It was not that long, but yeah, I should. It's funny. So I am also the host. I think you mentioned of the intermittent fasting podcast. And it's really funny because my co-host Jen and I, like, we're completely opposite on pretty much everything, <laughs> which we bond over, but like, she hates cold and I love cold. Like, so in my apartment right now, I keep it during the day. I like to keep it like 67 and at night, I like to keep it 60. I keep breaking the air conditioner and they're like, you can't keep it this cold. And I'm like, what do I need to do to keep this cold? Like, I'm like, I want it this cold. Like, can I buy a different air conditioner unit? Like, <laughs> but so like right now in here, I try to keep it in the sixties and I like to wear like, like it's still winter technically. And I like to wear like my summer clothes. And I think what's really approachable for a lot of people, because the cryotherapy might seem, we were talking about the spectrum of mm-hmm. biohacking cryotherapy. is definitely the well, cryotherapy and ice baths are- Ice bath is a whole other level. Let me ice be very bath. clear. That's terrifying to me. I'm like, I, know. Oh. I have actually not done one, but the most approachable thing I think is cold showers because anybody can really do that. And I mean, if you can get into the habit of doing it, it makes such a big difference for me. And I think people who start it, and it's really easy. Like I'm not saying you have to, you don't do the whole shower cold, yeah. but in the morning, have your shower and then- blasted on cold at the end. And you can slowly work your way up to, you know, two or three minutes of cold water. But even if you just do like 10 seconds, I mean, it clears any brain fog that I have. Like it wakes you up like caffeine, like you'll go from being, I mean, it wakes you up, try to be asleep in cold water. It's hard for me in the middle of winter because we're still in winter. We're heading into spring, but for me, it's like, I can go from a minute or two in the summer to 15 to 30 seconds in the winter. Cause for me, there's nothing better to me than a hot shower. Like I wakes me up, makes me happy. In fact, my husband said, you know, when we first met, he was like, you would scald your skin with how hot your water is. I was like, I don't know. It's just, it makes me happy. So at the very end of my shower, I will do 15 to 30 seconds in the winter. And then I'll go back to longer periods in summertime when it's warmer. I've noticed that as well. Yeah. It actually kind of bothers me because it bothers me that it is that big of a difference. And I always wonder if it's because the water itself is so much colder or if our bodies are just, because like I said, we're living in an air conditioned environment and I Mm -hmm. tend to keep the temperature always the same year round. And by the same, I mean, very cold, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's definitely in the summer, much more approachable and they make really cool shower. There's, I have like a waterproof shower timer, which is fun to turn on and you can see how long you go. (laughs) Of course you do (laughs) (laughs) on Amazon. It's pretty cheap. So, so tell me a little bit, cause this is not something I'm as familiarized with. When you talk about sound wave therapy and you talk about the Apollo and things that I'm actually less familiarized with, but I know that you've interviewed Dave Raven, which I have as well, but we didn't spend as much time talking about the therapy. Talk a little bit about that. Cause I think that would definitely be of interest to listeners. Sure. So the Apollo neuro device, do you have one? I do not. (gasps) A lot of these things I do have though. Let's be honest. I've got all the Lumen and CGM and all those fun things. Yeah. So the Apollo neuro device, I love it. I love it so much that I bought one for my mom, like for Christmas or her birthday. And she texts me about it like once a week and is saying how much it's changing her life. But basically it's a wearable, I wish I had it right here, but it's a wearable, like a watch thing, black um, with like this little listeners can Google it and they'll see it. Or I guess, do you have show notes? Yes. (laughs) Probably be in the show notes. So it uses sound wave therapy, which is basically gentle vibrations And Dr. Rabin, who Cynthia mentioned, we both interviewed, Mm -hmm. he found in his work that these vibrations stimulated the same sense of peace and calm that we get from human touch. Mm -hmm. So when we are touched by other humans, it helps our stress a lot. It helps shift us into the So the nervous system of our body has two states. It has the sympathetic and parasympathetic. The sympathetic is the alert, active, often called the fight or flight response. 
I like to clarify because the entirety of the sympathetic nervous system is not the fight or flight response, but the fight or flight response is the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is like rest and digest and relaxation. And we need a healthy balance between the two. I'm still trying to understand completely. I've asked so many different experts this. I asked Dr. Rabin this. I asked, I had on Amy Brannon who makes a device called Zen by Nuvana, which is a vagus nerve stimulator. I asked her this. I'm always trying to figure out exactly because people will say that we're in one or the other, like we're parasympathetic or we're sympathetic. I don't think it's actually, it doesn't really work like that. Like they're kind of both going. I I guess maybe that one is predominant because I think when I talk to people about how sympathetic dominant, most of us are, we're a byproduct of the environment we're in. Yeah. So when people are having digestive issues, I tell them, okay, we need to focus to be more on this parasympathetic because you're not digesting your food properly and you can't go to the bathroom. And, you know, whereas I feel that most people, whether it's a byproduct of being connected to technology, the news, fear-mongering that goes on, there's a multiplicity of reasons why I think most of us are just on the go all the time. So I agree with you that, there's probably no study that represents like, here's the point at which you go into one and not the other. I think it's a balance between the two. And most of us are not well-balanced. It's more in the fight or flight mindset and mode most of our lives. And that can be detrimental on many, many levels. Yeah. Extremely detrimental. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the chronic stress. Like our bodies aren't just not equipped to handle with that sympathetic state on all the time. It's what people think of when they think of being overly stressed and burnout and all of these things. And so there's a lot of modalities people use to mitigate stress, a lot of biohacking modalities, a lot of, just a lot of things. And this Apollo neuro device is literally the perfect example, I think of a biohacking device, because so the really cool thing about dealing with stress with human touch is you don't have to, like, if you get a massage, for example, like you don't have to do anything to actively feel less stressed. You just receive the massage Mm -hmm. compared to something like meditation or a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy or Mm -hmm. mental techniques, or even like exercise. If that helps your massage, if that helps your stress, you have to go do exercise. Mm -hmm. Like these things can be hard to implement, very effective, but Mm -hmm. a little bit hard (laughs) to do and require skill and practice, but touch it just works. It just turns that on. And so sound wave therapy, what Dr. Raven found was that it activates the same state that like basically getting a massage does. So when you wear the device, it's, I mean, I don't want to like overly market it, but it's sort of like turning off stress with the touch of a button in a way you're at least you put it on, it has different programs for with different like sound wave I don't know exactly how they're different, but it's like the vibration and the intensity and all of that. So they do it by goal that you have. So like once for relaxing, once for like a meditative state, once for sleeping, one is actually to help wake you up. So it is more stimulating, but it's interesting. So, well, the initial work that he did on the device was in, I think the first studies they did was for people with PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually was, so it, it helps all stress conditions, but the fastest benefits we're seeing in PTSD patients, which is really interesting. So you can wear it like the way I wore it, the programs I use the most is when I first got it, especially I always use the relax and wind down at night. So I would play that at night while I'm winding down. And then I swear it was a, I myself, I should probably stop identifying as an insomniac because I actually am pretty good now with my sleep because I do so many things to support it. (laughs) So many, I'm like the craziest person, but the Apollo neuro, I probably used the sleep one for the first few months of using it. And it just would like, it put me to sleep like every night. Now I don't feel the need actually to use it for the sleep anymore. I just use it for relaxing, but this device, it's amazing. And my mom, like I said, she has a lot of. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armor colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armor's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, 
fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one interpreting your data and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Anxiety and she just is adoring it. I'm excited for you to get one and see yeah, if you like no, it. I, I think that's a fantastic option. And let's just briefly touch on sleep because I know there was one other area I wanted to make sure we mm-hmm. touched on today. So sleep for anyone who knows me is at an art form. There's a whole chronology of things that I do every night. It starts with the blue blockers. It starts with getting light exposure in the morning without sunglasses on. It starts with exercise and the way I eat. And when I stop eating, you know, the whole chronobiology kind of piece. So I'm curious for you, you mentioned that you are a reformed insomniac for which I'm grateful (laughs) to hear that. But what do you feel like has been the biggest net benefit to your sleep quality? Other than you're obviously in a cold environment. So you've got the cold environment piece down. It sounds like you were using the Apollo Neuro for a period of time, you know, blue light therapies, you know, wearing your blue blockers. What else has been really helpful for you? Yeah, so- I'll just briefly say my routine. It's similar. I love what you said about it's so important. Like good sleep at night starts with when you wake up in the morning. So I know it's actually really good that we're emphasizing this. You do want blue light in the morning 
to wake you up. And I know I said in the morning there's red light, but like, so when you would naturally get bright light, you do want that. So I actually use like a daylight device during the day that it's actually on right now that creates really bright light to like wake you up, even though I know it's afternoon, but I, (laughs) you know, so and then activity during the day and movement and all of that. But then when it comes to winding down, so he talks about the blue light blocking glasses, talked about the red light that I have on at night, the Apollo neuro and then sleep environment. Yes. I want it cold, but you actually do want it cold. The body to fall asleep requires a lower body temperature. So I actually, it's hard to say which one has the most benefit because the most might be like the blue light blocking glasses, but the very close runner up, I don't know, this might be the most is my chili pad. I have an Uller and I have an Uller. Yeah. So I want to interject this. Well, I think it's because it makes noise. And for me, I'm the kind of person, like I like complete silence when I sleep, not as a weirdo. It's not like if I hear an ambient noise, I can't sleep. I'm not like that, but it makes a noise. It's like a hum. And both my husband and I were like, this is really cool, but it makes noise. So that's what I've struggled to get over with. I think otherwise it's a fantastic, you know, way to kind of support your sleep in a very kind of benign way. But that's been my sticking point. I think, cause we talked about this, right? Cause you were like, it makes noise and, but you don't use the earplugs. No earplugs. Yeah. No. See, I use, especially if you're a small female, like, or if you have small ears, maybe yep. child size mine too. So there's this brand Howard's and they have like Howard's light spelled like E L I G H T like women's pink earplugs. Every night of my life, they really? block out. They're really small. They're pink. They block out all noise. And I don't hear the Uller because yes, the Uller does make a hum. It actually, so what it is for listeners is it uses water to cool down. And so it keeps your body at a cool temperature. It doesn't feel like you're sleeping on ice or anything like that, but it, I mean, it's a game game changer for my sleep. It's funny. They actually, so there was a new company called sleep eight and they make an entire mattress that does this. It also measures your heart rate variability and all these things. And they sent me one and I was so excited, but they don't have the ability to turn off Wi-Fi using it. And I was like, I can't, that's because I turn off Wi-Fi at night. And I was like, I can't use it. I was like, I'll send it back. They're like, you can just keep it. So it's sitting there not being used, but the Uller is yeah, huge for me. And then keeping it really, so blackout curtains. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that, so Jen, because on the intermittent fasting podcast, I always talk about all my sleep stuff and I'd be like, get the curtains and keep it cold and all the stuff. And it took her like a year and a half of me saying this. And then she got the blackout curtains and she said that she was like, I can sleep now. <laughs> like she didn't realize that so tiny bit of light. light. Yeah. I actually wear a sleep mask. I know it's oh, super too. sexy, but I do too. it's funny. I just got a new one, but it's massive. <gasps> oh, did you get, what'd you get? Uh, what's the, it's the envy. So it's got, I mean, it's just so big. I'm like, whose head does this fit on? And they're like, well, it's guaranteed to block out all light. I was like, cause most of my face scars, it's like an envy copper. I have their sleep pillow, which I love. And so I actually bought two of these sleep masks. I have two sleep silk masks, which have worked really well. So the brand is envy. It's a copper powered silk sleep mask. Yeah. So I use, I mentioned blue blocks earlier for the glasses. They have their remedy sleep mask. Mm -hmm. And they just, I'm really excited, especially since you were talking about that one being big, they just released a new version. I don't even know if it's out yet because they sent it to me to like promote it. I don't know if it's out yet. It's amazing. It's a lighter version. That's why they made it. And it, okay. So it has like two eyepieces that you move on Velcro. So you can put them perfectly over your eye. There's no eye pressure. So it uses cushion to go around your Mm -hmm. eyes. So your actual eyes, like you can open your eyes completely and and it'll be completely black. And the first night I used this new one, it also does feel super light. Like you can barely feel it on your face. And I like needed to check the time before I went to bed. So I got out my phone. I forgot that I had on the sleep mask. Like, so I guess I must've like woken up. So I turned on my phone and I kept pushing it and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't turning on. <laughs> I was like, it's broken. Like it's full. And then I realized I had the sleep mask on, like, but my That's eyes were completely sad. open. Like, <laughs> Like, That's so, so cool. But it's so, cool that you have that option. Cause when I have the, the silk sleep mask on, I can't open up my eyes. Yeah. And I, that's what I used to use as well was silk mm-hmm. ones. So the sleep, yeah. So on my head at night, the sleep mask, the earplugs in the past, I have tried the mouth taping. You How still have it work. 
That's something that James Nestor talks about in his book, Breath, yeah. which also one of the most amazing books I've read and interviews that I've done. Ideally, we should be breathing through our nose at night. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are mouth breathers. And um, it's linked to so many health issues. Like it's shocking. And during the day, we're supposed to be breathing through our nose. So something people do at night, which sounds crazy. It sounds strange, but it's not like crazy, like duct tape or anything. It's like just putting like a little piece of tape on your mouth to train your mouth to stay closed at night so that you breathe through your, so keep your mouth shut and to breathe through your nose for sleep. I'm manifesting that I'm going to interview him this year. I think I got yes, the polite yes. blow off at the end of 2020. And I was like, okay. <laughs> cause I think I emailed him a right. And yeah. then I think, he, cause he had just finished up, yes. I think interview and now he, yeah, yes, this is going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. happen. Yes. So let's talk about supplements for biohacking. And so you mentioned a term called the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of our cells. And, you know, with a lot of research that I'm doing, I'm doing a talk for a nurse practitioner conference on Friday, talking about the anti-aging benefits of fasting. And so you hear a lot of discussion about NAD. And I think I've heard you mention how much you are a fan of NAD. And so let's talk about some supplements that can be helpful for biohacking before we talk about blood sugar, which is the other like big, enormous topic that everyone was like, we have to ask M. Melanie all of these questions. So I'm trying to be mindful sure. of your time, but also <laughs> pick your brain because it's just an endless, Melanie has an, like just an exhaustive memory for research. And anyway, I'm excited to have you on. So, we so there's so many things. <laughs> I know. So supplements. Yeah. So NAD is NAD. I always like to, it's, it's funny how you pronounce it. Um, not you, how people do, because mm-hmm. it's written capital NAD plus. I've heard it said so many ways. I've even heard it the way you say it is NAD. The plus is silent. I don't know why, but I was actually just listening to an audio book yesterday and they kept calling it NAD plus. And I was like, it's not not NAD plus, Uh, but so NAD is, it's a master. I don't even know what to call it. Compound in our bodies. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this before. It plays a massive role. So the NAD to NADH ratio in our body plays a massive role in producing energy. Mm-hmm. I won't go deep into the rabbit hole of all of it, but just know that you high NAD levels are so, so important for generating energy, recovering. The levels tend to go down as we age and we're more on the NADH side of the spectrum. So Supporting NAD levels can be really, really important for longevity, specifically anti-aging. A lot of things that people do anyways can like to support health. So intermittent fasting, cold exposure, healthy diet, those do support NAD levels, but you can actually supplement for it. So you can't supplement with NAD. You can in the form of patches, I think, which I actually haven't tried, but the most common way to supplement is there are two precursors available in supplement form that get turned into NAD in our body. So those are NR, nicotinamide, ribo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that one. And then NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide. And so those can be taken in supplement form and they boost NAD levels. And I will actually say this is another question I ask literally everybody who even might remotely know about this. I'm like, do you prefer NR or NMN? I'm currently taking both. It seems like the consensus is NMN. I think it's technically a more direct precursor to NAD. For the longest time, they thought that there wasn't a transport for it in the cell mitochondria, like to get it across the cell membrane. And so it had to be NMN to NR to NAD. And now I'm getting really granular, but now they know that there is a transport mechanism. So it seems like NMN is probably the way to go. I will say that I had a septoplasty surgery this last year, actually after reading James Nestor's book. Oh, goodness. And I was like, I'm going to fix my deviated septum. And recovering from that with like the anesthesia and everything was really, really intense. And you can't do anything after getting that surgery. Like you're supposed to just like sit on the couch for two weeks and not lift anything heavier than an iPad. You can't do sauna. You can't do exercise. Like I was dying. And I was like, what can I do? Cause I just felt like I've been hit by a bus. I started high, high dosing NMN and NR. So James, have you, have you met James Clement? No. 
He's amazing. He wrote a book called The Switch, but he knows a lot about all of this. And I started high, high dosing it. And I started feeling so much better, like the day I started doing that. And it could have been like just a coincidence, but I asked him, I was like, do you think it's possible that this literally was the thing that really, really helped? And he said in his studies, they've seen that, you know, high dosing with it does radically in NAD levels go up pretty Mm -hmm. fast. So supporting NAD can be very, very important. The brands I personally use. So the NMN I use is I use Quicksilver Scientific, which, you know, you know, Chris Shade, Mm -hmm. the NR I've been taking is Elysium basis. I actually really want, I've been thinking about maybe starting a supplement line and I would love to do an NMN or an NR. So sorry, that was, I could talk about all that for a long time, but (laughs) no, and I'll I'll be happy to uh, support that venture. I think, you know, more women need to be getting into this, but in terms of biohacking, you know, what are a few of the other, like more, when I say accessible, like maybe things people have heard of, or maybe they're more familiarized with, like I mentioned at the beginning, when we first started talking, there are not a lot of women in like the biohacking space. It's really a very male dominated environment. So yes, it is. (laughs) So supplements that people have. Okay. So I'm going to start this with a disclaimer It's ironic because I just said, I want to develop supplements. Maybe all of that said, I'm actually like in the ideal world, we would not need any supplements. Mm. So I am not like a supplement junkie. I've been like, I have the biggest supplement graveyard. I think I get supplement overwhelm and exacerbation because I'm like no more stuff. Like, I think I hit that wall, especially when I was having struggling with some health issues. And I just felt like I was like reaching and grasping Mm -hmm. at everything. And I was like, I don't want to take supplements ever again. (laughs) But I think that's a very honest statement and one that most, if not all of us need to hear because all of us on our health journeys have gone through time periods where we've been with a trusted provider and they've made some recommendations and then we add some things in and we start tinkering. And I can say that there are definitely supplements that I take on a daily basis, which I know make a huge difference in how I sleep and how much energy I have. And for that, I am grateful, but I agree there's a lot of, how do I put this snake oil salesman out there that will like convince people that they need to be on? Cause stuff just arrives. I'm sure it happens to you too. <laughs> stuff just arrives every day. My kids are like, what's in the box today? I'm like, I don't know. And I open up, I'm like, I don't know what that is. I know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Swear like, my life. Donated to someone. Swear, but then I'm like, do I donate it? Cause if I'm not going to take it, like, <laughs> especially with the supplement ones. So I actually, especially with the, so you're a practitioner. Mm-hmm. So you have, I'm very much in awe and jealous of the knowledge that you most likely have with blood work and, you know, knowing where it's appropriate to do targeted nutritional supplements and things like that. That's why I think it's for nutritional supplements. I think it's, I have a few really important thoughts. One is that I do think our modern diet and our environment makes it really hard to get all of our nutrition from food. And so people are often going to be off in certain nutritional supplements. Mm -hmm. I personally, like as a person don't have the confidence to I feel like my body knows better how to get nutrients from food. Like I get nervous, like thinking, oh, I need calcium. So I'm going to take a calcium supplement. Like, I don't know that I have like my mental mind has the wherewithal or the knowledge to properly deal with that. So when it comes to nutritional supplements, the only ones I take are, they're actually things that like, I do think really relate to longevity and are just so important. And that's like vitamin D. I think mm-hmm. most, that is something where you'd want to test your, your levels, but yeah. I think most people can see great benefits from that. I mean, the studies on COVID and vitamin mm-hmm. D are shocking, shocking. Like the correlations between vitamin D levels and susceptibility to COVID or symptoms, as well as like vitamin D therapy and the effects are, it's just, I don't remember the stats. I wrote a blog post on it recently, a guest blog post on Sunlighten's blog. So I could give you the link for the show notes, but I mean, we're talking like, I'm going off memory, but it was something like 80% of people with either like adequate vitamin D would not experience the COVID symptoms. I mean, it was like a shocking difference Mm -hmm. between like zero and like 80% with vitamin D levels being a a key player. And I would imagine without knowing the data right now as we're recording that susceptibility to COVID in terms of severity of complications, I'm sure there's a direct correlation with metabolic inflexibility and low, and I would say suboptimal vitamin D levels. Like I can't tell you years ago, I mean, everyone's vitamin D levels were like 40 or 30 or 20. And we just were kind of like, Oh, in cardiology, we're like, whatever, go back to your primary care. But now it's like, I've been telling my kids all winter, 
I'm like, everyone's taking vitamin D. And my husband, after having COVID, I was like, oh, by the way, I don't care. You had the most mild case ever. You're taking vitamin D because, you know, we don't want there to be a round two for sure. Yeah. I think it's so huge. And I know this is controversial. I actually, especially during the winter. So like the tanning beds, if you go, I think it's very beneficial for a lot of people to go in. So there's UVA and UVB beds. Mm -hmm. And this is actually very much in our favor because the UVB beds are typically the cheaper beds Mm -hmm. because they don't give you a tan. They're what people go in for the base tan for the base, like before they start actually tanning. So they're cheap. That is the wavelength that stimulates vitamin D production. So yeah, not the A. Yeah. So burning, I always remembered it. UVA is aging. And then the UVB is burning now. That was like my oh. old school kind of remember I haven't, the way I remembered it. I've never heard that. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, so I go in for like a minute, okay. literally. They, they always look at me. They're like, you want to go in this bed for a minute? I'm like, just getting my vitamin D because the most efficient and healthy way to make vitamin D in our body is through naturally with the sun. Mm-hmm. And actually, so the when vitamin D is created ourselves through sunlight. It's the only time it becomes water soluble. I just learned that this is like a fun fact that I learned like this week It's the only time it becomes water soluble and it's able to like go all throughout our body and penetrate certain cells differently compared to like taking it from diet. It is in some like fish and seafood. So compared to like diet and taking it as a supplement when it's fat soluble. So it has more therapeutic potential from the sun. So Well, that's why I tell everyone, you know, during the summer, I have my poor dogs. They've been walked more in the past year than they've ever been walked. But it was like every day outside, you know, with a tank top on and like a short, like tennis skirt, walking my dogs. Cause I was like, I need the vitamin D. Like, there's no question. Like, my levels in summer versus winter are half. Yeah. And there's an app called D Minder. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Actually, I learned about it when I interviewed Rob Wolf. I think you've interviewed him mm-hmm. too. I love Rob. He's such an amazing resource and human. The only time I almost started crying when I was interviewing, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. He talks about vitamin D all the time. And he actually talks about the tanning bed stuff as well. He recommended D Minder, which is an app where you put in your, like your skin type, your ethnicity, your gender, all of this. And then it finds your location and it tells you exactly when to go outside for the exact amount of time to get maximum vitamin D with like minimum time exposure. Amazing. Thanks for listening to Everyday Wellness. If you loved this episode, please leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and remember, tell a friend. And if you want to connect with us online, visit the link in the show notes. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.